Hello, welcome to Teacher Talk. Today I'll be talking to social studies teacher extraordinaire, Mr. Sean Dorman. And he'll be joining us for a, a quick conversation here at the end of the day. And he and I will sit down and talk some, some education. Thanks for tuning in. Hang around for a while. Hi, we're back with True Teacher Talk. Thanks for tuning in today. And today I am sitting with the legendary Sean Dorman. Sean, uh, how long have you been working at Fairfield? This is my, uh, good to be here, Scott. This is my eighth year teaching here at Fairfield High School This uh, for this upcoming school year, straight out of college, um, came straight to Fairfield. Straight to Fairfield, where yeah, are you from? I'm from Indianola originally, just south of Des Moines. Uh, my wife and I met at Marshalltown Community College, uh, and then we both ended up transferring to St. Ambrose University in Davenport. Um, and then we uh, we were engaged when we graduated and decided that wherever the first job opportunity came between her and I, that's where we were going to go. And she was lucky enough to get offered at uh, then Libertyville Elementary, and I was lucky enough to be able to find a job with the high school here. So, so we sucked you in with a local girl. That's what I'm hearing you <laughs> right. say. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It, it's hard. You got to be able to find things that'll keep people down here in Fairfield too. <laughs> that's that's the plan. That's what that's what we attempt to do. So, all of you out there, first year teachers or young teachers, and you're unattached, we'll we'll get you set up. Absolutely. So, uh, here at Fairfield. Tell me, tell me what jobs you have. You have, you have, you wear more than one hat. Absolutely, I get a chance to wear quite a few hats. Actually, as far as teaching goes, I teach U.S. history, psychology, sociology. Um, a class called American Themes, which looks at um, is kind of a. I treat it more like a senior capstone of U.S. history, um, studying history thematically. So, looking at um, big units in history from colonial to modern time. Uh, I'm a TLC coach, and then I also coach football and track at the high school. So, yeah, as a social studies teacher, when I started out, my first year of teaching, um, I, I remember my principal was like, well, uh, <laughs> you want to coach, right? And I'm like, well, well, not not really. Not that I didn't want to coach, right. but it was kind of like it was the expectation. You're going to coach. Um, you, you seem like a guy who enjoys coaching. Them. Absolutely. I love it. It gets me a great chance, actually, at the high school, especially to um, really get to know the kids outside of just having them in class. Uh, I'm lucky enough that our U.S. history class is for sophomores and then the other three that I teach are for upperclassmen. So I get a good chance to get to know them, but also coaching them in football and then getting to see them in track um, gives me a good opportunity to get to know them outside of that classroom as well, build some of those relationships maybe before I have them in class as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so do you think coaching makes you a better teacher or does teaching make you a better coach? That's a good question. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, you know, teaching has obviously allowed me to um, learn a whole bunch of insight into, you know, not necessarily just how to manage kids, but uh, how to have that relationship. I think, you know, if you, you have an effective teacher, it makes an effective coach um, even better. Um, you know, and again, not sliding any coaches that aren't teachers, but I think it, it changes the dynamics a little bit when they know they see you in the school throughout the day uh, and you can have that relationship, but then also see him out on the field. But then on the flip side as well, you know, coaching has coaching has taught me a lot and has brought me some things that I can bring back to the classroom, um, you know, about time management and about some of those other, you know, that you hear all the time growing up, getting in sports that helps you, you know, create or balance your schedule. It helps you create those lifelong friendships and, um, you know, gives you the ability to look at a situation in a different way. And, um, you know, so coaching has really allowed me to bring that back to the classroom as well. Interesting. So, uh, I, you know, as I, as I walk around a building and I observe classrooms, I always, I always see coaches who are constantly doing formative assessment because yeah. 
you get it. Yeah. Right? It's like a basketball coach says, okay, I'm going to line you up. You're going to shoot a free throw. And right away you check. You, you can either do it or you can't. And you give them a little adjustment there. Is that uh, kind of the way you approach class? Absolutely. I think, you know, formative assessments are so powerful. Um, you know, I'm, I, I, I've actually started to fall more and more away from some of those summative assessments because of, you know, putting, putting everything into one, into the stock of one day and um, one moment and one, you know, one class, one class makeup or whatever. There's so many different dynamics that can really affect um, to just say, hey, this is the summative. This is, this is what it is. Um, and, you know, in sports and in school, there are going to be those moments, but I think it's even more powerful to be able to have those formatives and that constant check, just like you said, you know, of being able to coach kids and ultimately try to get them to learn the skill set um, to then be able to apply it in a summative setting. So uh, how's the how's the 65 minute period treating you? It's been uh, it's really been good. Um, I was actually just talking with one of our other teachers, Caleb Miller, about this is that, um, you know, this is, like I said, my eighth year teaching. And I think I've had three or four different uh, time schedules as I've gone through it, <laughs> yeah. uh, whether that be due to COVID or anything else. And so, um, you know, learning that flexibility in the classroom has actually taught me quite a lot, you know, going uh, originally we had 54 minutes and then went to a 48 minute schedule. And then last year in the COVID, we had the two and a half hour schedule and now 65 minutes. Um, it's really forced me to kind of look at my content with a, a more critical eye of, you know, what, what's, what's worth the time and what, you know, Hey, am I just using this as filler material? Um, and so especially this year going from the two and a half hours to the 65 minutes, um, I found, you know, it goes, it goes fast, but I took the opportunity to kind of get back to what I had done in that 48 minute schedule and then really emphasize more time on kids being able to work and ask questions in class. So that way, um, you know, ideally we can try to eliminate some of that homework for them outside of class where they don't have, you know, a teacher or maybe any other support out there to be able to help them too. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. So uh, you're a TLC coach. Yes. <clears throat> what, what does that involve exactly? So I, you know, I got the chance a couple of years ago to join the TLC team and I, I wanted to jump at it because, you know, not again, coaching helps me. And I think in a lot of ways outside of um, the classroom setting, but I think that TLC model um, also helps as far as, you know, becoming a teacher leader in the building. Um, you know, I've always been someone who people, I guess, feel comfortable with coming and talking to and, um, you know, to be able to work with, but I wanted to see and, you know, take it to the next level, so to speak. So I really get a great opportunity to work with some other great TLC coaches in our building, whether it be planning on professional development, whether it be going around and sharing some ideas or uh, modeling some things for some other teachers. Um, and, you know, really at the end of the day, just being a resource uh, in the building. So uh, if I'm a new teacher in the district and in, in the building at high school or even a veteran teacher, we're all trying to get better. How do I how do, how do I get a chance to work for Sean Dorman? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's it, what it really comes down to is just it's an open door policy, you know, and I've kind of modeled that even after um, Mr. Stone is uh, our principal has talked quite a bit about that. You know, it's just being available to people. And, um, you know, so I, I welcome and I love the opportunity to work with anybody. Uh, I've worked with the English department on a couple different assignments. Um, we had a science teacher who's uh, now left our uh, left our district, but we did a psychology unit when I was studying psychology with the brain. Um, there was some overlap in her science class as well. And so we were able to kind of um, get some of that cross-curricular stuff that really uh, that really helped. Uh, obviously, within my social studies department, we work together every single day. Um, so we get a lot of collaboration time there. But it's really just having an open door. Fantastic. So uh, one last question. Tell me about one time you made a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, I think those the, the make a difference moments are always interesting because it's stuff that you know, sometimes you'll see a difference right away in a kid and maybe it's a subtle change. And sometimes it's years and years later 
um, we were, me and my wife were actually out at a restaurant um, this past summer. Um, you know, once some of the COVID regulations started to come down and we it felt we could, you know, go there safely um, and under the right number of uh, conditions. And uh, one of the waiters was actually a student who had graduated a couple of years ago. And um, we had had some some headbutts uh, in class <laughs> and some differences in opinion on uh, how, how we go about handling ourselves. That's what happens from time to time. Absolutely. But, you know, um, this uh, this kid came up and, you know, had nothing but positive things to say and said, you know what, I, I appreciate you just just being there and constantly being that positive um, sort of person. So it wasn't necessarily anything that I did, any particular lesson that um, that changed anything. Maybe it did, but um, just being there for that person, it's being the one that says hi or, um, you know, having a smile on a face. And they really appreciated that. So, you know, and again, this was a kid that graduated three or four years prior. And so, you know, you lose contact and uh, never, never realize it until you get those little moments to come back. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool when that happens. You, you never know who you reach, right? Absolutely. And it's, sometimes it's that kid that you had no idea. You're just like, yeah. oh, I completely messed up that year. Well, and, you know, especially, you know, early on into your teaching career, you know, when you're kind of in that just just find stuff mindset and get and get going through content, you know, you don't feel like you're doing an adequate job for kids, but you're just you're doing what you can to try to get through. And, you know, you feel like exactly like you said, that it was a it was a total failure of a lesson. And then next thing you know, kids are remembering it left and right. And they remember what you said or what you did. And, you're, you know, it, it just it sticks. Hey, good deal. Thanks for keeping the faith, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for being here today. Yes. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks for joining us today for True Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Scott Munford, and we'll see you again next week. Tune in for more.